direct from Fort Meade, Maryland, this is Dinfos Live. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Dinfos Live. I'm your host, Major David J. Murphy, an instructor at the Defense Information School. And on this month's episode, we're going to go in-depth with the Public Affairs and Communication Strategy Qualification Course, the primary training program for all public affairs officers, government service civilians, and senior NCOs. To help us understand what this course is all about and how it has changed and grown in the two years since it was implemented, I'm proud to welcome to the stage my boss, the PACS Directorate Director, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Patterson. Hello, welcome to the show, Colonel Patterson. All right, hey, thanks a lot. Thanks Appreciate for being here. Well, we're going to be doing things a little differently this episode because I'm going to stay, uh, go off stage for just a moment and I'll be leaving the floor to you, sir, for you can, your presentation. But before I leave, though, I want to introduce Lance Corporal Joseph Cooper, our social media moderator for this month's episode. Hello, Lance Corporal Cooper. How are you? Doing well, sir. How are you? Great. Tell me a little about what you do for the Marine Corps. So I'm currently the Assistant Media Chief for Marines Production here at Defense Media Activity. And right now we're working on a new documentary series that's going to be coming out hopefully next year. And uh, it's going to be really exciting being able to support the Marine Corps in this really unique way. Well, that's great. I'm, we'll be looking out for that. Sounds really interesting. Well, if you have any questions for Colonel Patterson about PACs, put those down in the comments below, and we might just read them on the air. All right, sir, without further ado, the floor is yours. All right. Thanks very much. I want to first just thank uh, the Defense Information School and the Defense Media Activity team here that helps put DINFOs Live together for adjusting and changing the format because one of the things I find really important is to maybe have a packaged uh, piece here for uh, leaders and others to be able to push out to the fleet and field about this very important public affairs and communication strategy qualification course. One of the courses that I'm responsible for is the director. So to begin, I'd like us to uh, just understand that there are two main audiences I really want to uh, address today. One is those of you that are leaders out there, practitioners and communicators in the field who are about to send uh, your students to this course. Uh, this talk is for you and it's to help with uh, just understanding some expectations and, and help remind you of some of the fundamental things that we're still doing here at the Defense Information School. Second main audience is those of you that are uh, going to be coming to the school. And so uh, with that, I want to kind of uh, go into the course and talk about its foundation. But to do that, we're going to kind of go back in time for just a second and take a look at some of those why questions. Why is the course different today than it was before? And there are three main points there. One of the main things that, uh, that, that uh, people wanted to, to know was whether or not graduates were going to come out with some leadership abilities and some leadership tools and skills to lead PA professionals and teams. And so the course now has uh, some foundational leadership development classes in it. It has opportunities for small groups and teams to lead together. Uh, we've extended a, a period of time for uh, an exercise scenario in which individuals can take leadership roles within that. And so really being able to graduate uh, with some leadership uh, abilities uh, to lead PA people and teams was one of the key foundational pieces that we wanted to make sure that uh, the course had baked into it. A second reason is to enhance that command and staff integration aspect. So whether you're working for a commander or in a command uh, or you're working for a director, at any echelon we're always working with teams and staffs 
uh, whether you're in the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Army, uh, you're going to be working on a collaborative staff. So understanding how staffs work, how staffs functions, uh, work with public affairs and communication strategy, and being an integrate rapidly onto that team was vital. The third aspect was the fact that we are living in a very uh, contested and dynamic information environment. It's digital, it's cyber, it's modern, and it seems to be changing faster than the speed of thought. And so one of the key things is to make sure that our graduates are, are understanding the complexity of that information environment and understanding the steps and procedures that they need to take as professionals operating in that environment. And so within the new course, we introduce them to concepts such as information warfare, how to interact on a staff again with information operations and other information related capabilities, uh, and be able to understand the dynamics of information in military operations and as a public affairs and communication strategy specialist. So with those three whys, uh, we started to, to really put this, this course together. Um, we have made adaptations uh, based on student feedback, faculty feedback, feedback from the fleet and field, uh, and have continued to evolve the course over the last couple of years um, and continue to, to evolve it even today. For this next slide, I want to talk a little bit about the actual course itself. So when a student arrives, they're going to go into Foundations 1 where we're going to focus on helping to develop that critical and strategic thinking skills that runs throughout the whole course, but it really starts right there, day one, in the first foundational period. Early in the course, uh, you will be given an English writing and proficiency exam, and that exam helps to uh, determine if there's any uh, remediation or anything that needs to be um, addressed because the course is heavy in writing and different styles of writing, as you could uh, imagine or remember if you've been a graduate of, of the course um, or DINFOs in the past. So writing is very key and foundational to what we do. And so there is a writing exam and students need to pass that writing exam to continue on in the course. Also within Foundations 1, where they're learning theory, AP style, a lot of the fundamentals, uh, being introduced to new concepts and also working uh, as a team and, and presenting uh, research and, and things of that nature, they're working on a communication plan. We believe that the communication plan is a critical competency that every student needs to be able to perform, and that exam is also uh, a critical competency that must be passed. We believe that the communication plan demonstrates the ability to do and conduct communication planning, which is something that we all do from second lieutenant through general officer on big issues and small issues, communication planning, and the RPI cycle, the research planning, implementation, and evaluation process is a continual activity. So that is really instrumental in Foundations 1. We then move into a rich scenario, a deployed scenario, an overseas scenario, in which uh, students are broken down into media operation centers and need to work again on teams, demonstrate leadership capabilities, and it's in this model that we actually teach new uh, material, and we use that uh, teaching methodology to be able to add some real realism uh, and some tempo to their work, and that allows them to process and use some of the skills from Foundations 1, but also learn and develop new skills in Foundations 2 
in sort of that deployed setting. Finally, in Foundations 3, uh, they will put these things together uh, and they will be able to present uh, to a board uh, of instructors what's called the Capabilities Board, where they will put all of these things together into a package brief or a final exam and be able to uh, explain what they are capable of doing from the strategic to the tactical uh, for their home units or for wherever they're going to be serving. So within these things, we are looking for a critical mindset, some realism, and really having a good research-focused mindset uh, for all of our graduates. On the next slide, I want to talk directly to those folks who are inbound and are coming. And again, leaders, if you're preparing your folks to come to the course, come with that attitude to grow. Come with that attitude to really embrace it uh, and, and have that growth mindset. To do that, you definitely need to read the welcome letter. You definitely need to take a look at some of the additional things we put in there. Uh, we have even included some read-ahead material for those of you who would like to, to do that. Um, there are no prerequisite pieces as far as um, testing, but there are some uh, foundational documents that, that we've put in the, the read-ahead packet. We've also um, have the Pavilion site, which is our online learning tool. It's open to the public. People are using it worldwide, both at their uh, stations, uh, different uh, schools and institutions are using it. It's free to the public. Uh, it's worked on collaboratively between the fleet and the field and faculty here at the Defense Information School. So at uh, pavilion.dinfos.edu, uh, you can see it there on the screen, we've got the pavilion tool. So if you're coming to the school and you have uh, want to understand some of the basics and the foundations of public affairs and communication strategy, that's a great place to go and see some tools. You'll also see some of that work integrated with the curriculum. You'll see how it's integrated with assignments and, and integrated with things that are being taught in the classroom. It's also a great resource to get used to and take with you to your first duty station or wherever you're operating, at home or deployed, uh, to give you those templates, those ideas, those starting points, uh, and, and to continue your ongoing lifelong learning which is the attitude we're really trying to instill here uh, in, the, in the short amount of time we have with our, with our students. And finally, if you have any other questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. The information is there on the screen for the, for the registrations office, uh, and we'll try to answer your questions before arriving. Come, come fit to fight, come ready to go, come ready to learn, and uh, we look forward to seeing you. So with that, that's kind of a, a the course in a nutshell, uh, for about two years, uh, we've been refining it and working through it based on the great work done by my predecessors who've been uh, really doing a great job with, with understanding what the fleet and the field need uh, and then creating a, a mechanism for my expert faculty and staff to, to execute that. We take student feedback, uh, we take faculty feedback and we incorporate those things in um, where we can and we continue to evolve this. So, um, with that, I want to leave some time for questions. Uh, hopefully this has been a, a useful, uh, concise way that you can uh, then take this and package this uh, to, to those that need it. So thank you. Let's uh, take a look now at uh, some questions online. I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to hear.
Absolutely, sir. So to start, we're going to go over a couple questions that were coming in from Facebook, and then we have a few questions that came in prior to the show. Okay. So to start, uh, we have Sarah Condit, who asks, are the public affairs skills that cross over with basic, basic enlisted courses, such as press releases, taught to be consistent with those enlisted courses? Yes, that's a great question. Thank you for your question. So looking at what's taught, the fundamentals are consistent. So AP style, uh, the structure of, of a release and things like that is taught in that review for release process. Uh, a lot of those things are the same. Again, one of the reasons why we like uh, Pavilion and we like some of these um, uh, different aspects of uh, templates there um, is that we have a, a center grounding point. Now, the courses uh, between the enlisted courses and the public affairs and communication strategy qualification course are completely different courses. Uh, they, they are uh, they're meant to do very different things. They're, they're, the, the training audience is completely different. Their duration is completely different. But some of those core uh, foundational documents that people would be working on, a lot of the tenets of those are the same. So some of those qualities are the same. Um, but again, uh, the public affairs guidance, the annexes to orders, uh, AP writing style for certain kinds of things within the course, um, uh, those will be different in the public affairs qualification course than they, uh, and Comstrat than the others. So there are some similarities and differences. Okay. The next question we have for you today, sir, is Lieutenant Rusholelli asks, are there any other updates and changes being discussed to add to the course? Good question. Um, there are always uh, things that, that are uh, being asked to add. Uh, we are limited by both time, scale, and other factors. Um, and so there are ways in which we can uh, take a look at the, the lessons um, to do that. I think one of the key things to, to remember is that the career field is changing, but also doctrine is changing. So the team already, the, the, the faculty have already adapted to the new JP 3 tac 4 which just hit the streets last month. And already, because we had you know, seen some of that coming down the pike, the team had been working diligently at that. We're going to be able to incorporate those things in. So we need to be staying current on doctrine. We are. We need to be staying forward-leaning on best practices in the, in the career field. We are. Um, and uh, so those kinds of things are really what's, what's most important. Adding new course content, adding new, uh, whole new aspects to the course, that takes a much longer time. Um, that needs to be agreed upon uh, by the different services, and that takes uh, a slightly different approach. So um, the, uh, uh, to introduce something uh, completely new, like video editing or something like that, would be a much longer process. Okay. And the next question I have for you, sir, is Lane Morris asks, is there any training in the PACS-Q that prepares PA slash STRATCOM officers for interacting with operational and other non-PA units? Operating with other, uh, oh, yes, so, so the other disciplines, absolutely. So, um, again, we, we want to focus on staff integration, and we want to focus on um, being able to, to work with other kinds of organizations. So um, within the two-week exercise, uh, they're going to have to coordinate with other staff elements and in so doing understand um, how that will uh, in turn uh, impact the different organizations in their joint task force. So um, their mentors will help them answer questions if they don't know what a particular uh, unit is or, or how those things work. Um, but uh, 
that is that's why it's a learning environment, and that's that's why that's there. Um, are there uh, bespoke individual classes on how to work with uh, a, a particular kind of unit? Not necessarily, but some of that will come out in their service unique time, where again, if you're a Marine, you're going to take some time to work with Marine Corps uh, and learn how to work in the Marine Corps uh, across uh, all the multiple disciplines within that. So that we have some service unique time as well baked in. Okay, and the last question I have for you today, sir, is there any service unique aspects of the course? Yes, absolutely. So there are there are set there are set dedicated days to service unique. Uh, we work with the various proponents and we work through um, different channels to make sure that again the latest uh, FMs and you know field manuals and different doctrines from those uh, particular services are uh, given time in the course. So for example, I'm in the Army. Uh, there's nothing bespoke in the course about working in mobile public affairs detachments. So we've carved some time out in Service Unique to talk about pu uh, public affairs detachments and mobile public affairs detachments, guard, reserve, active duty, AGR, some of those different factors. So just for an example, that, that's, that's one. But every different uh, service will have time uh, dedicated throughout the course uh, in small bits. And then uh, again, it's a, it's a multi-service school, so there are, uh, and it's a joint environment for, for those students. And so they're going to be exposed to, uh, you'll be exposed to a lot of different ways of thinking and, and subcultures within our, our great DOD. Right. Well, I think that wraps up the questions from the audience. Yep. Thank you again, sir. All right. Thanks uh, very much. For that. Thank you also for that really in-depth description of this course and, and, of course, what's going on with it. Really appreciate it. And if you have any additional questions, you can continue to leave those in the comments below, and we'll look for those and try and answer those for you offline. Well, that concludes our episode for this month. Remember, you can always listen to episodes in podcast form. Just search DINFOS Live on your platform of choice. And join us next month when we'll be talking to the PAO for the Air Force District of Washington, Major Bryant Davis. Well, see you all next month.